0: You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. I'm recording this on our first anniversary here at True Story. One year ago, in January 2012, we had a party with a bunch of our friends and told one another's stories into a microphone. We posted those recordings online for friends to listen to again or to share with people who couldn't be there. That's really all we had in mind. So a short time later, when we checked back on the website and found that thousands of people around the world that listened to the podcast We were flabbergasted. One year in, over 800,000 people in 79 countries have downloaded True Story. We've been amazed at the response we've gotten to this project. Even more incredible than the numbers, though, is getting to know you guys. In working with the listeners who want to set up True Story events of their own, we've gotten such wonderful feedback and heard from so many incredible people around the world. Thank you. You guys are the best. On that same thought, if you're interested in hosting your own True Story party, you can go to truestorytime.org join to learn more. Also, if you want to help other people discover the podcast, you can rate us in iTunes along with a comment. Tell us what your favorite episode has been, for instance. I shouldn't have favorites, but I just love a suspicious man in wingtip shoes. It's the little white ducks on his tie. Just gets me every time. Okay, here's this week's episode.
1: So when Kevin brought up the topic of going home, I immediately thought of my father and our house in Sweden, which is my great-great-grandfather's house that he built in Stronsnussbruck, Sweden. (laughs) We were going to go back to it, and there was a... Some, some items in it that we wanted to go back to get, like some kind of trunk with the family initials on it. And we were going to take this trip at the end of my sophomore year at Emory University. And so I was very excited going back with my dad. And I am the only child. And so pleasing my father has been like a very big topic in my life. And we decided I was just going to leave right from Atlanta. I think my flight happened something like Atlanta to Chicago, to Newark, to Oslo, to Göteborg, Sweden. That was like my flight pattern. And I should mention that I'm like deathly afraid of flying. So (laughs) this like transfer thing was already stressing me out. But it was like 4 o'clock the day before I was going to leave and I was in Atlanta. The movers were coming At five, and my dorm room was still full of stuff. So I started doing things like just taking a drawer and emptying it into a box and sealing the box so that the movers could come and they were going to take all my stuff and like mail stuff back to California. I was mailing all my stuff back to California from Atlanta, Georgia. So the movers came and they took all of my books and quilts and things and it was 10 o'clock at night and I was checking for my stuff that I had to leave for Sweden in the morning. And here are my tickets. Here's all the clothing that I need. Where's my passport? Where's my passport? I had taken a drawer earlier that day and emptied it into a box and shipped it to California. And my passport was in it. I had to leave on a plane at 10 in the morning. And it was 10 at night. And I had 12 hours to get my passport. And I immediately started freaking out I called my mom and I just cried and I said please don't tell dad I have done nothing but try to like please him and like be the daughter that he wants me to be my whole life I don't want to disappoint him so then I called other people like my boyfriend who is now my husband and I like cried (laughs) to him And then I happened to call Scott and Drew. And they were the kind of guys who were always playing like Billy Madison. Like whenever you called, they had some Adam Sandler movie on. (laughs) They were those kind of frat boys. And I called them at like 11 at night. And of course, they're like, hey, we're finishing a keg. Do you want to come over? And I'm like, port to California and I'm going to Sweden anyway and they're like it's okay we're totally gonna get you to Oslo in the morning it's really okay Kristen and I'm like oh my god they're totally drunk and, and they they like talked me through this watching some Adam Sandler movie they're like okay this is what you got to do Kristen just get ready like you are going to Norway in the morning and I'm like Sweden and they're like Sweden And Drew is like, I'm gonna come pick you up in the morning and we're gonna go find your passport. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) So, anyway, I get ready. Drew does not show up in the morning, but Scott does. Drew passed out. Okay, well, I looked up the shipping company and they're on Park South Court or South Park Court or Park Court South or some something, something in Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is about an hour outside, kind of Hicksville. And and so he's like, I'm going to drive you there. I'm going to drive you and we're going to find your passport. I bet it's not in California, but I bet it's just waiting in this shipping place. Okay. So he drives me to South Park Court, and I keep calling the shipping company every half hour. And they keep getting a message and keep getting a message. And my plane is leaving at 10 in the morning. And at 8.50 in the morning, when we're driving around Stone Mountain, Georgia, I get somebody who answers. Um, I just gave you my boxes at 5 last night. Do you still have them? Did you send them to California? And they said no we still have them here we're at park south court (laughs) so we jet over there and you know this is the days before gps i'm looking at a map and finding e3 and going down to e3 and looking there um and so we get there and i start going through my boxes and my plane is leaving and an And I'm going through the boxes, I'm going through the boxes, and I get to the bottom one, and there is my passport! And it's nine in the morning. And I run out, and I get in the car, and I'm like, oh my God, where is my purse? (sighs) Where is my purse? And I just start crying. And Scott, who I think is probably still drunk in the uh, driver's seat dude. We'll just go back to the dorm, man. Oh my God, my purse. And so then the guy from the shipping company comes walking out with my purse because I've left it next to one of the boxes that I was sorting next. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And I hug him, this man who's like, "Mm." and then I get in the car and my friend Scott is driving both drunk and hungover at like a hundred miles an hour down the freeway to get me to the airport. This is the days before 9-11 where he could like walk me to the gate. And we get there at 9-30 and I get to the gate of United and I give them my passport. And I just start crying because I'm going to make it onto the plane and I'm not going to disappoint my father. And I get on the plane and I go from Atlanta to Chicago, to Newark, to Oslo, to Gothenburg, And my dad meets me, and we get to go see our family house and get the trunk, and all is well in the world.
0: You've been listening to True Story. Our theme music is from Daniel Steinbach's album, The Blade to comment on this podcast or to listen to any of our previous stories you can find us in iTunes or at truestorytime.org Everyone I hardly know you But when something comes and grabs a hold Take the hands that open up A life that's led is something I've been alone I've been